Fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, he's a fucking motherfucker. Fuck the motherfucker, fuck the fucking fucker, fuck the motherfucker, he's a total fucking fucker. Fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucker, fucking fuck the motherfucker. Fuck the motherfucker, fuck the motherfucking hope. Fuck the motherfucker and fuck you motherfucker if you think that motherfucker is sacred. If you cover for another motherfucker who's a kitty fucker, fuck you, you're no better than the motherfucking rapist. And if you don't like the swearing that this motherfucker forced from me and reckon it shows moral or intellectual falsity, then fuck you motherfucker, this is language one employs when one is fucking cross about fuckers fucking boys. Fuck if calling the Pope a motherfucker means you unthinkingly brandy and unthinking apple state. This has now to do with other fucking godly motherfuckers. I'm not interested right now in fucking scriptural debate. There are other fucking songs and there are other fucking ways. I'll be a religious apologist on other fucking days. And the fact remains, if you protect a single kitty fucker, then Pope or Prince or Plumber, you're a fucking motherfucker. You see, I don't give a fuck what any other motherfucker believes about Jesus and his motherfucking mother. I've no problem with the spiritual beliefs of all these fuckers. While those beliefs don't impact on the happiness of others But if you build your church on claims of fucking moral authority And with threats of hell impose it on others in society Then you, you motherfuckers, can expect some fucking wrath When it turns out you've been fucking us in our motherfucking asses So fuck the motherfucker and fuck you, motherfucker If you're still a motherfucking papist If he covered for a single motherfucker who's a kitty fucker Fuck the motherfucker, he's as evil as the rapist And if you look into your motherfucking heart and tell me true If this motherfucking stupid fucking song offended you with its filthy fucking language and its fucking disrespect if it made you feel angry go ahead and write a letter but if you find me more offensive than the fucking possibility the pope protected priests when they were getting fucking fiddly then listen to me motherfucker this here is a fact you are just as morally misguided as that motherfucking power hungry self-aggrandized bigot in the stupid fucking hat oh tim minchin <laughs> i agree with every word of that Every single one. And we say fuck that motherfucker quite a bit, so. In particular. In particular. Fuck that guy in particular, yeah. Uh, uh, welcome to the Godless Revolution, everybody. I'm Dan Ellis. Hi. I'm Ryan Duffy. And Matt Mitchell said hi. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, we have some pretty fun stuff in the store. Uh, so last week, we had Joanne Hanks and Steve Kuno with us. Authors mm-hmm. of the It's Not About the Sex My Ass, all about Joanne's uh, journey, sojourn, a little, little trip through Coltsville. Yeah. Um, and that was that was a type of kind of an offshoot of the mainstream LDS church and, and polygamist belief. You know, called a cult because it, it is really what, what distinguishes a cult. It's just the number of followers, right? <laughs> I mean, any any mainstream religion could be called a cult if... By definition. I think so, yeah. If they had yeah. several, you know, a lot fewer adherents, for sure. Well, some still are. I mean, even even the mainstream LDS church is still called a cult by any other religious group in this country. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of weird. I mean, when you look at the number of other little Christian offshoot churches, too, right? Yeah. Like, like Westboro? Yeah. Which is like just one church on a corner of one block in Kansas somewhere. Yeah. With one- in Westboro group of family members yeah yeah which i would say i would venture to say they're they're a cult also yes mm-hmm. um but so tonight we have uh, a couple guys from from kind of the, a different area of of polygamy um 
it's it's more the sensational headline grabbing murderous <laughs> scary kind of fucking polygamy stuff a lot of the time uh, especially more recently um you know here in utah I'm just a victim here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say we, we should probably throw in that they're not currently members, members. of those polygamous groups Correct. it's their family lines that are Correct. um and they intertwine in some very interesting ways yeah um so here in utah you know there are a bunch of different fringe cults around. Uh, some of the more famous ones are... LDS. The, <laughs> the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, but then you have, you have... The Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ. Yeah, then you have, then you have these, these kind of isolated uh, clans of people who are practicing uh, polygamy as part of their uh, doctrine and trying to maintain... You know, closer ties to the origins of the LDS Church, and and more faithfully, I think, following the the original tenets of the church. Yep. Well, because it's still in the tenets of the church, it's just that they don't follow it right yeah, as strictly as they used to because they're not legally allowed to. Yes, yeah, they've moved it from from a temporal thing to a spiritual thing. Um, but but so these so the, a lot of these groups kind of splinter off and, and want to practice you know the fundamentals of the religion. Um, and a lot of the time that leads to several different types of abuse, whether you're talking sexual abuse, mental abuse, uh, you know, child molestation, just, you know, uh, and, then, and then abuse of the system as well. You know, a, a lot of them commit uh, welfare fraud. Bleed the beast. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's part of the teachings of a lot of the groups is to bleed the beast. Uh, you know, they're, they're, a lot of them are very much opposed to the federal government and, and try to... Milk it for whatever they can. Um, There's also pretty major abuses in <coughs> denying and uh, depriving children of proper education as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it runs the gamut because you mm-hmm. get guys into power who, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely in a lot of these cases. I would say in most of these cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so tonight with us we have uh, David Allred and uh, Dave Shinoweth. I think I pronounced that correctly. I'm getting a thumbs up. All right. Um, and the the fact that we have these two guys in the same room, according to some of their family members, is, you know, appalling. It would be, it should never happen because yep. they come from two different uh, sects within... That are that are offshoots of the LDS Church that are practicing polygamy. These these smaller cults are they offshoots, or is the mainstream LDS an offshoot? <laughs> That's a good question. Actually, I mean, well, I guess if you wanted to say whether, I guess if you wanted to try to determine which one is an offshoot or not, you would have to look at a timeline of them, maybe, right? It's all so, perspective. Well, I, all yeah. all, all of I mean, Christianity is a offshoot of Judaism. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true, true too. Yeah. Uh, I, but I think if you even if you go back to the original teachings of Joseph Smith, it seems to me that some of the polygamous groups are living Joseph Smith's style of Mormonism a lot more fully right. than the mainstream churches. The right. only men but, who will become gods, even sons of gods, will be those that practice polygamy. Right, right, and that and that and that's still like I've, I think I've said this on the on the show before, but I have a I had a friend who was super into mainstream Mormonism and would talk all the time about how he couldn't wait to get to the next life to marry a second wife who would give, who would please him in the ways that his current wife wasn't. That's you mean sexually? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> How's she going to do that without it. a body? <laughs> well, she's going to be resurrected. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, well, she anyway. Did, uh, she becomes a virgin every after every night. <laughs> <laughs> Fully restored. Hey. <laughs> oh, wow. Man-made perfect. I mean, it's got to apply to women, too. Come on. Uh, she'll be fully restored. So she won't she won't ever know what's going on in bed? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So okay. so the the thing with these two guys is you know, there it was huge news here in Utah back in the seventies and eighties, uh, was when the majority of the really crazy stuff happened. Is is Crack Hour's book Based on some of the things with your family, I think it is, isn't it? Under the banner of heaven. No, that's uh, he. Uh, Krakow was a private investigator, wasn't he? Crack John Crack or yeah, Crack. He what's was his a, first name Krakow. He he wrote the he wrote the book under the banner under the of banner of heaven. heaven. He yeah. was talking about the FLDS. Okay. Okay. So Warren Jeffs group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So neither of you are really affiliated with the with Warren Jeffs group, the the fundamentalist Church of Latter Day Saints. No. Okay, so I think you, Mr. Allred, were part of, or, well, you weren't part of... His family, though. The the apostolic, what is it? United Brethren. United Bre- Brethren That's or Brotherhood? Brethren. Brethren. That's where I was raised until uh, till 20, probably until 30, until I was 30, and uh, that point, I convinced her to, let's go join the... The real Mormons. And by her, David was was motioning to his lovely <laughs> his lovely wife, who is My here in the studio with life. us tonight. <laughs> Andrea, thank you for joining us. Also, um, so you left. So you were were raised there. Where where is there? Was this? Um, I was born and raised in uh, Pinesdale, Montana. Uh, it's it's actually a it was a township that my grandfather Ruin. Who this gentleman next to me is aunt decided to take away. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a very yeah that was a very interesting introduction when when you got here. So so Dave Dave Shinoweth was here first, and and we were chit chatting, and I was like ah it's kind of weird you know like your aunt killed his grandfather. He's like yeah, I think maybe that's what I'll say when he comes in. <laughs> so so you get here, and I think the first words out of out of Dave Shinoweth's uh, mouth when he when he met you was hi I'm Dave my aunt killed your grandfather yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly I don't think no, and, shot, I don't, her, shot him down in cold blood yeah that was what in his doctor shot, shot him down in cold blood yeah yeah I, I don't think any any of us took him seriously when we were saying that before Allred got here <laughs> but then that sort of happened <laughs> so yeah the the town I grew up in my grandfather actually established as as he literally called it a safe haven for those seeking to escape the persecution of the government because apparently mm. according to them the government was hunting down and putting polygamous in jail mm. and he actually did spend uh i think it was six months in the prison at the point of the mountain oh, oh yeah uh, yep. oh wow for do you know why for polygamy for polygamy, yep. like he was convicted for polygamy yep. and for for unlawful cohabitation. Oh, okay, was the okay. law. Wow! Um, but he had such a good relationship with the guards. He was the one that they would have take the truck and go to town and 
knowing that he <laughs> oh, would come back. And well, that's, so things were different. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. What, what, what they what they call it, the work the work program or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So being an anti-government and a polygamist group, was it kind of like a survivalist group too? And they go through a lot of that kind of stuff with uh... God. I I went to public school. I mean, they had a, a they have a private elementary school that when it was first founded, it went clear up to twelfth grade. Um, by the time I came along, um, it went up to sixth grade, and some kids could continue on and go to seventh and eighth. But by the time they got into high school, they went to the public school in the Valley. And I remember stories all the time of kids in the Valley, uh, hearing from their parents and from their congregations that we had watchtowers on mm. the, the borders of, of Pinesdale and we'd kill anybody that came near. Oh, geez. Was, yeah. Fun times. You were like, no, we're not the FLDS. Come on. No, we're not that cool. <laughs> we wish we were. So what, what were some of the views uh, the uh, Shinoweths had for the Allreds? Like, what were some of the stories you heard uh, about the Allred family in your family? Um, I only heard it when um, it started um, being broadcast on national news. That um, my aunts and uncles had like were in this cult and they had murdered um, uh, Rulon Allred. Okay. Um, I I must have been like a, a ten, eleven years old. Um, so that's that. I mean, uh, my, to explain it, I mean, I need to explain history to for you to understand that. So, so um, in the nineteen fifties, my my grandparents started getting involved with with a preacher that was coming around. His name was Ervil. And um, my father, who was the eldest of six siblings, decided um, around the early 60s sometimes, it was my grandparents took all of their children and uprooted and moved to Mexico Liberian. LeBaron in, in, in Ensenada, not not colonial LeBaron. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. There's there's another. There, the, the, um, Ervil and his group was a split off from the um, LeBarons in um, Chihuahua. Okay. Yeah, Dave, small dog. Dave, what background? <laughs> what background are your grandparents coming from? Yeah, were they were they raised LDS or were they yes, some other yes, thing? Yes, yes, yes. This is very, very definitely LDS. Um, um, I actually on that side of the family, I have oh, yeah, it, it's a long history. On <laughs> well, <laughs> it is I, I mean, history. If I think about, I mean, different branches. I mean, uh, if I go back to my my father's um, parents, my father has an aunt who goes back to um, a man named William Bell. Who is a? Uh, he invented the telephone. Yeah, <laughs> it seems. Well, I think that was Alexander. No, no, he, no, he was. Okay. He was actually the personal Alexander cabinet Graham maker Bell. of Brig, Brigham Young. Okay. okay. So uh, uh, and, and, and my aunt sent me that. My my aunt sent me that, and it was like um, she she wrote a note says it's in our blood. Okay. <laughs> Because you um, also do cabinet work, right? How do yeah, I get it out? Uh, oh, yeah, I, 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 I kind of work with my wood. <laughs> A lot. Um, 
Been doing it all my life. Um, <laughs> I didn't start till uh, I was William like Bell, nine or ten. William Bell was actually part of um, building the the Eagle Gate. So um, okay. I hear so, there's. A I mean, I, I got I got roots. <laughs> yeah, there's a college. <laughs> I, I got roots going back in many branches. Roots and branches and wood and carpentry. It was an interesting discussion about trees there's, and stuff. There's a, there's a book. <laughs> there's a book about that. It's called like Rough Stone Rolling. <laughs> Rough Stone. There's a book called um, Mormon Furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there is, and, and, and I own it. <laughs> and, and, and that's that's where William Bell's at, and that's where I get the story that he was his right hand, like freaking cabinet man. Does it have um, little? Does okay. it talk about how to make little compartments for your gun and your tobacco and your alcohol? You put your weed in there. <laughs> no, but it, t- it talks about how they broke apart um, uh, their hand carts and. Oh, okay. And put made furniture out of that and used faux painting to make it look like it was an exotic wood. Okay, right. now if if you go into like Lagoon, um, in Pioneer Village, you you can go you can actually go into um, a, a couple of different displays there, a couple of different houses where you will find um, a, a plaque that says this was done by William Bell. Okay, um, and. They were great faux painters in more ways than one. <laughs> could could um, paint some cabinets uh, in a story? Yeah, see, they, they, they were painting faint grain upon the um, the furniture they were building out of their hand carts yeah. because it wasn't fine like, like mahogany or you know, rosewood or something, so they would just paint it. Hmm. And, and, and that's, that's faux painting as a technique that is... Um, they were masterful at. <laughs> <laughs> so how how did this whole feud, if it's if it's that? I mean, I thought it was that. I mean, I think there is some of that certainly now, but it seems a little one sided actually. So Dave, I have a question for you. How old was Rena when she became, in lack of better terms, romantically involved with Herbal? She'd been under fifteen. Under fifteen. So so, uh, so, I so mean, a Joseph this, Smith this is, prodigy. This is pedophile. Mm-hmm. So it does Smith prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> do do both families claim lineage to Joseph Smith? Yes. I well I mine does. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think almost all not the all no, they don't. Okay. All right. No, we don't just we don't claim just, any blood lineage to Joseph Smith. Just just claims. Well, you're just of, not as special then. The, <laughs> of the practices. <laughs> Teach our own, thank you. <laughs> hey, I, we put the fun in fundamentalists. You've got the mental in fundamentalists over on the other side. <laughs> they certainly know how to run the business, that's for damn sure. <laughs> They're like millionaires. Yeah, yeah, the all reds are a very wealthy family. The all reds, the except for you, the all reds I know. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're listening, I want to cut them a cut of the pie. (laughs) Well, if they're they shouldn't be listening, right? Hey, they might they might be spying on us. We don't know. Ah. While their ears are burning. Yeah, it's funny. I I mean, I go anywhere in in Salt Lake, and they're like, "What do you know, so and so?" And I said, "Um, "Let me give you a little history." Joseph converted all redville. There's this town here in mm. in, in uh, Utah. It's a spring town that was all red town. And so we've been involved in the church pretty much since the beginning, and they fucking breathe like rabbits. So <laughs> um, I'm related somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So yes, we're probably related, though I have no idea how. So what sparked what sparked the murderous rage in the Shinoths or Shinoiths? Power. Pure power. The um, All Reds had it, and the and, and the Shinoiths wanted it. I don't think it was. No, it was the it was the it was the competition. It was the the LeBarons, okay, and my 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 family married into that. I have two aunts on that side, um, um, Lorna and Rena, and they were both married to um, Ervil. Uh, uh, as we were uh, as we were talking before the show, this is this isn't a all red Shinoa f- feud. Ervil put hits out on his own brothers, on his own right. family members. So he was okay, right, right, he right. was all about eliminating competition. Okay, he exactly. saw that whether it was his own family or rival cults. So, Which is what he looked at the yeah um, at the all red group at that time. Um, I'm sure he probably put hits out on uh, uh, ruling Jeffs. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. any other the, the Lafferty's. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so with what about the Kingstons? Oh, and the Kingstons too. So yeah. he so he ran I'm his. I'm trying group to think of like all the a, big polygamist families I know. I, I was talking he, he ran his, it like a mob. Yeah. I was talking to one of the Kingstons on, on Facebook and, and she says that they used to when that was happening that they they had um guards with rifles on top of the buildings during Sunday sermons and shit. Um wow. just waiting. I mean it was it was all out war. Were there gonna be attacked during service or Yeah. Well, I mean, they they put a hit out on um, another uh, um, one of yeah. Actually, um, Ervil's brother was talking to a prosecutor in Salt Lake, and he wanted him el- eliminated big time. And so was this so, Verlin? Huh? Was this Verlin? Not sure. <laughs> yeah, I think so many names in all um, Utah. The, 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 the reason why I bring that up is, as we mentioned before the show. Um, my grandfather's funeral, uh, yeah. Rulin Allred was. I don't know if we mentioned that before. <laughs> um, his funeral was held in a in a high school gymnasium, and it was standing room only. Hmm. And there were actually FBI agents there because yeah. there were reports oh, yeah. that um, that uh, Ervil had sent his hit squad. Because he heard reports that his brother Verlin was going to be at the funeral, so they mm. were sent there to kill him at at the funeral. And yeah, yeah. And, and and people and and Ervil actually did send people there to kill them. Okay. But they were FBI but they, agents. They, they, they were um, damn government foiled. They were overwhelmed by massive. They were over overwhelmed by massive security. Wow! So, so it, th- there was there was a plot to kill um, Verlin then. Yes, there was. Did, so, didn't so this, he eventually catch up to Verlin? Was Verlin eventually killed? Um, he was killed in an accident in Mexico. I, I do remember hearing that, and I, there was a lot Mexico. of conspiracy that yeah, that there, was yeah. so not an you, accident. You don't know. You don't know. I mean, yeah, um, right. he was run off a road. Oh, okay. Um, uh. Right about the same time that, um, I mean, within days of... Um, Ervil's death in prison. That's right. So, do these groups use they 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 have texts? I'm assuming. Do they use scriptures and stuff in their, like the Book of Mormon or 
anything, their own any of the ones that would suggest maybe we shouldn't kill each other. <laughs> are, there, are those present? <laughs> oh, they they hold very strongly to the to the LDS article of faith. We believe the Bible to be the word of God as far as it's translated correctly. Oh, nice little loophole. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then they can go through and pick and choose what's translated correctly and what isn't based on exactly. based on the answers they already have in their mind. They just match the scriptures to their and then choose the right translation afterwards. Are you are you claiming to have a problem with that? <laughs> uh, well, well, if they're murdering, yeah, yeah, I do. If it makes them better, then I guess that's one thing. But so, so are we talking about leaders of two different groups here, right? So there's your grandfather, David. Uh, Allred. Ru- Rulon. Rulon Allred. And your so so you, let's see, Rena is your aunt, and so Ervil. Was uncle your, and was your Ervil was yeah. your uncle, great uncle? Is that right? But, uh, my my uncle by marriage because my yeah. my my grandparents gave my 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 grandparents gave their um young daughters over to him. Okay. Both um Rena and um L- Lorna. Lorna. Yeah. Sorry. So so we've got and. Rulin Allred, who's leading, he was the leader of the clan, right? Of the of correct the, of the, is, was it of all of AUB? Yes, and and it's kind of interesting. The uh, Joseph Musser was uh, would be considered my grandfather's uh, priesthood head predecessor, and there's interesting history there because um, Joseph Musser called my grandfather to his council after he had had a stroke and because of my my grandfather's medical practice his existing counsel claimed he wasn't of sound mind to do that and so they basically split off and that's what started the FLDS mm. yeah. so Ooh. and that's well, the Warren I, Jeffs I group right one, correct yeah. I don't there's so much Morning there's so many twists and turns and <laughs> It's so fun. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, and because it's polygamist, you know, you, you've got so many different names yeah, of yeah. people in each clan and, and, and doing these different things. So so your grandfather, Rulin, was the head of AUB, and then Ervil LeBaron was the head of, what was what was the name of the group? Church, the Church of the Lamb of God. Okay. And then all of the disciples were the... Sheep. We're fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Sheep. Yeah. Sheep. We're, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> they were called something. Fuck, I had it here earlier. Well, the followers were known as the Lambs of God. Okay. The Lamb. Well, yeah. Oh, lamb. I mean, oh, just, <laughs> I said that already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the Sheep. <laughs> so, so basically then, Ervil decides that... He's the one who should be in power of of these groups who are yeah. He's the true who, prophet. Yeah, he's, so he's so the he, one and only true prophet, and he should be in charge of of all of the people in these other groups who are practicing the principle, right? And and by the principle, we mean the teachings of polygamy, right? Which is um, organized pedophilia. It's not <laughs> polygamy; it's celestial plural marriage. Let's get it straight here. <laughs> polygamy is dirty. <laughs> is, is that is that really something they'll they'll, oh, they'll tell oh, you? Yes. They don't use uh, oh yes polygamy because because literally polygamy means means many marriages, right? Okay. And um, 
they say they kind of like to play with the idea. Well, it's either polyandry, or it's as the mm-hmm. scriptures call it. If you read your section one thirty two, it is celestial plural <laughs> marriage, right? Okay, and the only way to get to the highest degree of the celestial kingdom. Do you, is that you would have to practice the principle of, of polygamy? Yeah. yeah. Do you have any insight, maybe, as to how they can claim to be the true prophets and discount all the others? I Who? mean, I guess it would be the same. Well, any of the like your grandfather or whoever else who would have, who would have been calling themselves a prophet in your group or in the uh, um, Shinowitz group or anything. Like Warren Jeffs, I mean, all those—they must—they must have a way of I, I discounting mean, all the other claims. I can only—I can only speak from the that history. Um, sure. And there's, I mean, the the claim to to being a prophet and in his position and in his in his brother Owen's position when he had the mantle thrust upon him, mm-hmm. as he many times put it. Okay. Is that it's a, a line of succession. Oh, I see. From Joseph Smith, um, okay. and so it's not—it's not them calling themselves to anything. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's right. it's by appointment. Okay, and so their claim is that the mainstream LDS apostle or prophets um, didn't follow the correct appointment lineage. Well, then we're going to totally sidetrack to the eighteen eighty six revelation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you're from, are you familiar with? No. Um, so the government started enacting a lot of anti-bigamy, anti-polygamy laws. Uh, the Edmunds Tucker Act was a very, very strong one. Uh, you have Joe Smith, Brigham Young, and then John Taylor was the third president of the church mm-hmm. uh, since its inception. At that time, he, according to polygamous lore uh, was hiding out and received a revelation one night. He was praying about what he should do about this. This was John Taylor? Yes. Okay. Because the government was literally threatening to seize the church's property Mm -hmm. if they did not publicly denounce this heinous practice. Mm -hmm. And so he uh, is hiding out uh, underground, as they call it. And he is praying, and apparently Jesus and Joseph Smith appear to him, and he receives what is known as the 1886 Revelation. Um, There are quite a few books out. There's a book by his grandson, Samuel Woolley Taylor, um, where he talks about actually seeing the actual written revelation in his father's handwriting. Um, you want to get into some really interesting things. My wife's uh, grandfather, Esley. Esley <laughs> yeah. Jensen, there is a, a correspondence between him and a, a man named uh, uh, Melvin J. Ballard. Um, and the AUB group I mean, it doesn't matter what group it is or anybody. It's, it's called the Ballard Jensen Correspondence. Esley Jensen is a member in good standing of the LDS faith. Mainstream? Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, writing 
letters to one of the apostles who are the uppities, mm-hmm. the 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 <laughs> echelon of the church, yeah. to get an understanding about how can you denounce this principle when John Taylor received a revelation saying, I will never denounce this principle. Yeah, yeah. I, how can I denounce an, an eternal principle? Right. I would have to cease to be God. <laughs> yeah. My my laws are, are eternal. And uh, in one of the letters, Melvin J. Ballard actually admits that they have the revelation, but it was never presented to the body of the church to be canonized. Uh, I see. And so the polygamist leg to stand on is who gives a fuck whether it was canonized. God speaks, you fucking listen. Right, okay. It's yeah. not, this isn't majority voting. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Did right. God speak? Okay. All right. And then <laughs> choose. Done deal. <laughs> okay. So so that actually that actually makes the mainstream LDS the position a lot more <laughs> difficult to defend. Yeah. I mean, except well, I suppose no, because not really, it's actually because in their scripture. It, it still is, but it they has just to say be presented it's, it's to It's illegal, the so we yeah. don't. Okay, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this thing is fucking nuts. <laughs> you came into the thing, and there would be understanding. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, how does it? As I like to put it, as clear as mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to be Muslims now? That you're out of the. No, I'm just kidding. I did that to Joanne Hanks last week too. But, um, but so you guys are non-believers. Absolutely. I am a militant atheist. Awesome. How was that? Ooh, what was that process? Even. <laughs> it was a. Well, you were because you were raised religious, even though. Yes. Well, yeah, we've already kind of talked at, about that. At one point, I was actually Montana. dating two girls at the same time. Okay. Planning with, on planning with the intent to marry both of them. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Wow. Not not to do what you guys would do is cheat on the <laughs> was was this the other, is, is what do you mean we guys? Was that? <laughs> I'm I'm talking to the listeners. I'm oh oh oh. <laughs> so you said you were you're still a part. And the oh. other makes the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Back to eggs. <laughs> so you said you were still a part of the all right group up till about the age of thirty, correct? Correct. So, were you it's still in the all right group when you were kind of having your doubts and leaning towards leaving well, and, and becoming hell, an atheist? Or and how no. the hell do you get to be the age of thirty in a polygamist sect and not, not have multiple wives? And, yeah, or kicked out? Yeah, one of the two. The uh, <laughs> I mean, they're not the AUB is is in is rather unique in that sense. They don't. They don't hold to the Brigham Young teachings that if you're 20 and not married, you're a menace to society type of thing. It's okay. it's a at your own pace, at your own time. Um, they do actually encourage their kids to get an education, even though they're crazy as hell and have their own school. But <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it's okay. you need as, to be. T- as, as we time would really goes like on, for you to learn what we will have to teach you. <laughs> Our school, uh, yes. I mean, as time goes, I mean, look at how fucking nuts things are going in, in the political theater. Oh, jeez, uh-huh. yeah. You're seeing this moderate climate in religion just stretch to the to the major extremes. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up in the AUB, I it, to me it was 
a moderate. It's we're over here doing our thing. We don't give a shit what the rest of the world does. And now it's, um, God, by the time we were out of it for a couple of years and now you have to have a, a temple recommend to go to dances. Hmm. Holy shit. I mean, that's how extreme it's gotten. Wow. Um, by the time I was 30 and, and, uh, well, no, we were, you know, even before she and I got married, I was 26 when we got married, around there. Anyway, um, even before we got married, I kind of had a leg in the church and in the group. Kind of doing hokey pokey. Yeah. Um, Because in my religious learning, I... And I, I would go to the Sunday school teachers in the polygamous group and say, look, yeah, polygamy may be the the pinnacle, the the pillar you see on the fucking word house, but what about the foundation? What about the walls? Those those don't have any any sound doctrine. We're, mm-hmm. We've forgotten Jesus. We've forgotten yeah. the foundation. Right. And so I actually started going to my block in the polygamous group, and then when that would go over, I'd go to the to the church block. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. No. The church does these block sessions. Basically, you go to church for three hours. Yeah. You go to Reef Society, Priesthood Meeting. Right, right. General meeting, primary. primary yeah. yeah. For three hours. And then... It's get on, on on Utah Lake for the rest of Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Sunday Mormons. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> but they call it the block. Oh, okay. And the Plymouth groups, I mean, at least ours started kind of following that pattern. Let's get it all done. We got people traveling from up to two hours away. Well, um, so it wasn't it wasn't confined to one little town. Like, oh no, like we see in Colorado City in Cotter, Jesus Christ, in Colorado <laughs> City in Hilldale. It was, I mean, oh. it was it was a more widespread faith. Oh yes, where people we are, were we are the faithful mimi- living among, among the sinners. Uh-huh. I mean, they are they are centered in Bluffdale. Uh-huh. That is the that is the only hmm. temple, ward house, whatever you want to call it, and they have members driving clear from Clearfield Ogden. Uh, Santa Quinn, Rocky Ridge to come to church. Wow. Uh, that one location. They, I mean, in the last few years, they've, they have a meeting house down in Santa Quinn now, but, and they've got a small community down there. But as far as, and then in the town I grew up in, it was just, it was like a ward. Mm-hmm. So is the AUB currently growing or shrinking, you think? Or just kind of maintaining the same I, numbers? I kind of think they're they're maintaining. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because they're getting more strict and the parents are trying to rein in their kids and yeah. keep them in the... In the group. Yeah. And that's I think that's why they've established this school to educate them up clear to getting their GED is to keep them from the influence of the wicked world. Mm. <laughs> so we'll get back to your militant atheism in a second. <laughs> and then, so for... Dave, you were also raised mainstream LDS, right? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Um, and what? How how did that go? Like how, how you you were talking to us earlier about losing your faith early um, um, when when you realized I, I, Santa wasn't real. Yeah, I, I you know I just it was like you know Santa Claus. Um, it, it, finally, the the uh, deal was up. It was like 
the the con was up and 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 but they kept hanging on to this last one you know mm-hmm. there's the easter bunny there's santa claus there's freaking the tooth fairy and shit like that and but but what's this Jesus lucky this from Jesus lucky charms guy? <laughs> fucking really why are you hanging on to that one i mean it's so obvious i mean but you know i mean um i i do believe that you know um watching my um my relatives go through these trials um when i was um in my early just teens um uh, it, it it definitely was um a motivation for uh hey this is bullshit you know and and i didn't really talk about it and and i hated going to church mm-hmm. i thought it was punishment um and i don't know you know i didn't really start coming out and just being vocal until um september of 2001 you know, mm. which, which is when um, a hell of a lot of other atheists came out, including Hitchens, um, Dawkins. I think they were Harris. out before that, but they were definitely and, speaking. Yeah, at that I know point. they they yeah. were they were fucking pissed, just like yeah. me. Yeah, and I was pissed, and I was like, I'm not fucking putting up with this bullshit anymore. And I started becoming very, very fucking vocal, and. So it was in realizing the the dangers or potential dangers of religious thought that kind of yeah. spurred you into yeah. into know, being more it, it, more activist and outspoken. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean it fucked up my family. It fucked up my father's family really bad. I mean he he lost three of his siblings to um, the murder list of um, Ervil LeBaron and mm. uh, lost another one to cancer. And and it, there's only her and. Him, oh my god, my father is hurt. <laughs> <laughs> my my father and Rena left. Well, and that that was the other interesting thing that that I that kind of occurred to me pre podcast when we were talking is that you know it wasn't just that that members of the LeBaron family attacked members of the Allred family. It was, I mean, Ervil Ervil created a hit list to take out members of his own family. Yes. Yes. While he was sitting in prison. So what did he end up going to prison for initially? Um, well, the orchestration of the murder of all, Rulon Allred. Which happened right here in... In U- Murray. In Murray. Yes. Yes, it did. It was at a house in... Yeah. It was actually his doctor's office. Hey, I, he was actually treating patients and... Am I he was killed in front of uh, patients. Yeah, do you know where his office was located in Murray? I don't, I don't remember the exact address. It'd be really pretty easy to look up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, that, that struck me as, as, as interesting, you know, because we had kind of talked about, you know, we kind of joked about, you know, uh, uh, Dave's... Dave's aunt Rena killing your grandfather, and and then it you know then what crystallized it for me was when when Dave said oh well you know there was a huge hit list and he he had orders out to kill wasn't it his own brother uh, some of his uh, grandchildren I think even were on the list weren't they mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah, yeah there's thirty some odd people. 30-some-odd siblings, and they're pretty much all 70s because they're all in her fucking bread. 
<laughs> They've all got webbed toes, webbed fingers. I mean, this, this, uh, you know, I, I'm none of us are. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you guys do, but the three of us are not experts in any of these psychology or even religion or anything like that. But it just it strikes me as there seems to be some psychopathy there. I think um, to to murder so you know so freely or put out hits or to feel you know and then i think i think when those tendencies are there they're just totally exaggerated or exacerbated by being in a first of all the the dogmas of religion and then also being in a position of power in religion mm-hmm. and we've seen that over and over and over again um catholic church is a good one uh, to refer to, although most of them have a plethora of abuses, but uh, well, Islam is another one too. Even though they don't have a main a main mm-hmm. head, but um, yeah, a lot of the more powerful imams, yeah, sure, who who get their congregants to go out and commit atrocities. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was just that one uh, last week where the woman burnt the Quran, and she had she was beat to death. Well, from what I understand, mm. she didn't actually even burn anything. Oh, she oh she didn't. Like she had talked about it and didn't okay. actually do it. Well, that's I, still, I do know they did catch some of the uh, the men that had actually done the beating, and they are being charged. Which is what's what country is this? That was uh, was it Turkey? <laughs> okay, that's why. <laughs> I, it'd have to be one of the more moderate. I mean, it wouldn't it, that would never happen in Yemen or Saudi? Yeah, they would be totally yeah. fine. Yeah. Um. So. You're doing the block thing every Sunday and then hitting the lake. Um, <laughs> no, that was just a, a <laughs> remark about Mormons. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, what? Uh, when did the shift happen? I mean, were you were you doubting or were you looking for more or what, why were you why were you doing both? I was looking more for structure. Okay. Um, and like I said, I some of the comments I would make to the teachers in the in the polygamous group. Said it's like building the roof on the ground, um, trying to make sure the roof is weatherproof before you even have a foundation or walls. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so just basically ask backwards, and <laughs> so you didn't like this the whole atheist structure. I <laughs> I didn't know anything about atheists at the time. I thought I thought anything outside of Mormon and Mormons was evil, right? I mean, God, even just regular Christians were going straight to hell. Right. So, well, and, and even mainstream Mormons used to preach that the Catholics were the whore of the earth until Dallin Oaks has recently said now it's atheists. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Lucky us. A, a living, living prophet is such a, such a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> In particular. <laughs> You're talking about Dallin Oaks or the Pope? Oh, both. Both. <laughs> we, we can, we yeah. can. Dallin Pope. Yeah, yeah Dallin Pope. <laughs> 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 no, so I mean, after after my wife and I got married and we had her had her son, um, I kind of convinced her that it was it was beneficial for us as well as our children to basically start at the bottom, give them a foundation in in Christ and mm-hmm. and this kind of thing. And I give I give a lot of credit to our oldest son. He's he's autistic, and oh. he. Did a good job of pointing out the bullshit. Has, an, has, has a, has <laughs> I mean, a way of cutting through the, the, all the of society's The fact, that he, the fact that he couldn't sit still in Sunday school just kind of made it clear that there's something off here. <laughs> I mean, my wife had her sister kept talking about, oh yeah, I, I sit and I don't I don't read children's books to my kids. I read them I read them the Book of Mormon, 
And my wife said she tried that one time, and it, she, it just gave her this cringe. Yeah. Hmm. Like, that's indo- isn't, that's the essence of indoctrination. Yeah. <laughs> they can't even talk, and you're already indoctrinating them. Yeah, yeah. But the the key thing that, that I found, um, and because, like I said, growing up in the polygamous group was this mentality is that God has set us apart to keep the higher principles alive, um, to keep the priesthood pure. Right, okay. They're, I mean, they're racist, I'll just say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, They still believe that blacks are not allowed to have the priesthood, and, and it's for their benefit. I see. I mean, God, no, you do not tell my mom or anybody they're racist. This, right. this is this is for the benefit of these oh, sure. so how, of these uh, ignoramus coloreds. How yeah, does she yeah, yeah. justify it as being a benefit for them? Because they're ignoramuses. <laughs> I mean, bring, bring them young. Uh, I'm not a racist. That's just the truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, good God. Like okay, the it's the it's the same debate I got into with a with a girl about the church stand on on homosexuality. Uh-huh. I'm I'm not I'm not. Uh, uh, Biased. I'm not this. It's it's my faith. I'm not a bigot. It's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah. Like I said, we we went headstrong into the church and um, weren't excommunicated, which is wait. So he- nice. headstrong into the <laughs> mainstream. Yes. And then you weren't excommunicated by from, from the polygamous, polygamous group. Okay. I mean, right. I and I don't know if they even do that today. I mean, back then they they. Um, they, I don't think that they even feel that they can because they're not the church. Hmm. They can't communicate people. That's the church's job. I see. Um, but my wife and I found that the church was doing almost the same thing that we noticed in the polygamous group. It was all about the prophet. I mean, there was hardly any mention of Jesus. Right. And so it's like, okay, we traded one problem for another. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of slowly took one more step back and just kind of felt like we were just mainstream Christian. And at that time, God bless him, (laughs) I ended up uh, taking on a second job where I was doing security and it was, had to be the laziest ass job in the world, but it allowed me 24 hours a day every weekend to just read Uh and study. Uh And so, um, the one book that actually woke me up to the hypocrisy of Mormonism and in a, in a lot of ways Christianity in general was a book called One Nation Under Gods. Uh-huh. It's written by a Christian. He claims to be a, Christ, a Christian historian. And he talks about all the um, conflicting information that Joe Smith uh, presents, the, all the different accounts of the first vision and mm-hmm. all these different things. And so I started looking into that. I'm like... Okay, but wait a minute. You're just trying to justify your Christian position. Mm. So, okay, I'll buy your information that Joe Smith's full of shit, but let's see how you're full of shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, she and her sister just one day, because I, I came home one day, I said, I, I'm agnostic. Mm-hmm. Her sister just like, holy cow, where'd that come from? <laughs> Isn't this the guy that was trying to convince you to let him take on another woman? <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and that, from there, the rest is just, uphill. Yeah, yep. I mean, it was it was to me. It was 
pretty much a descent into the pit of darkness. And once I accepted that, um, to me, the biggest crutch of religion is the fear of three little words. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it absolutely is. To admit to your children that you do not have the answer yep. is such a cut to that ego. Mm-hmm. I tell my kids that almost daily. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think you have to, to be honest. Yeah, well, and I think the I think the best thing about that is to follow it up with, you know, I don't know. Let's see if we can find out together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Or, yeah, or like what I do with Brandon since now he's 14. I'm going to say... <laughs> How would you even go about figuring something like that out? You know, so then he has to answer that. Like, well, because ah, never mind. He he just he's he's such he's such a like he's so addicted to Google. Like it's crazy. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll play five minutes of like The Evil Within or some you know other survival horror game and get like five or seven minutes into a a, a problem or a boss or something, and he wants to go Google it. Well, let's see how they figure this. No, you fucking figure it out. We bought the game to play. Google is God. Yeah. It'll give you a lot more answers than... Oh, yeah, absolutely. ...the metaphysical one ever would. Well, and it actually does give you answers. Yeah. (laughs) What about Siri? Is that God's wife? One Uh, of them. Mistress, maybe. One of them. (laughs) I don't think they're committed. (laughs) Heavenly Mother. She answers a lot of questions. That's all I know. <laughs> so you guys both mentioned that your families would be well, maybe a little more than upset <laughs> if they knew um, you were meeting here together. But the two of you seem to be okay. Yeah, so that's I, I, I ain't got no problem, no problem at all. Just yeah. just as I mentioned to him just before we came down here, I said we don't we don't choose our parents. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting statement because. That is one thing that Mormons, whether yeah. you're a, a fundamentalist Mormon or a mainstream Mormon, is that idea that we did choose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the doctrines of why black people are black. Right. It's because they refused to choose. They were less yeah. valiant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, there's the, there's the whole Saturday Saturday's Warrior movie oh, yeah. that the LDS church trumpets and, and thinks is just wonderful where, you know, you have you have your spiritual family up in heaven – and they're just waiting for you to procreate and bring them all down here to earth. And they're so sad when you don't have sex and have more babies because then they may be stuck up in heaven, which even as a kid, when I watched that, I was like, wait, they're already in heaven, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck do they want to come here? Why are they sad in heaven? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, right. I thought heaven was this happy That's place. Where... Because they're stuck in a pre-mortal state. But it's, they, they haven't been given that opportunity. But they're hanging to out with, prove themselves. They're hanging to out with J Rock and Elohim, man. They're <laughs> they're not. They're they're, they're they're stuck on this side. Oh, they've got to go through the path. They're on the other side of the veil. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there's multiple veils. But, <laughs> can't, but couldn't God just like? Say you make gotta, that happen. Here's your day pass. Let's go See, hang out, that, spiritual that, babies. That's that an interesting question. Because in Mormonism, Mormons actually, in the days of Joseph Smith, I mean, what Mormon teach, Mormonism teaches today is anybody's guess. Um, but the Mormonism of Joseph Smith actually taught that God himself was bound by law. That, that God could not violate order. Well, who created and that And so he law? can't just... He can't violate well, order. Yeah, well, I so think he that- can't just say, well... 
and it's it's this this whole line of gods. Yeah, I was going to say. I think a lot of that continuing the the pattern, and so right for for the god of this earth to say, oh fuck it, I'm just going to take all my pre mortal kids. Boom, you had a body. You're over here. Yeah, I was going to say, great, you passed the test. I was going to say, I think a lot of that stem, you know, a lot of the LDS doctrine or or a lot of the LDS teachings that. You know, God can't break the natural laws. Kind uh, yeah, of there's actually a quote: is, "God can, God Himself can cease to be God." Yeah, is and it's because He's not, He's not, He's not the Alpha and the Omega, according to the LDS Church. Yeah, He's He's descended from a line of other gods, and, he's, he's, and even even he's God, gamma. even he's God, <laughs> even God continues to learn. Yeah, so He's not omnipotent. <laughs> and I mean, He's not. You, you'd have to look up. You'd have to look up the oh, quotes from Joseph Smith or from Brigham Young. But it is literally this office. God is not a person. It is an office, like the president. Oh. And the, and Adam oh, that's his or title. Michael of this earth fills that oh, office. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's really... <laughs> knock Don't it off. Don't do that. <laughs> We're starting our own <laughs> shitty Dude, band over yeah. here. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I mean the, the whole... <laughs> Hierarchy of the mythology is is really fucked up. So so God's a title, yeah, and some dude, or an office, or, yeah, uh, and some dude has somebody's right filling it, yeah. Who's not Omnimax? No, well, the, that's the, weird. the the office is omnipotent, omnipresent, whatever Alpha and Omega. The individual themselves is still continuing to learn. He's he's never had so he's, he's not never perfect. had mortal children. He's never he's never gone through this stage. No. He is continually learning just like his father who held the office of God did before him. And so how come he gets to be God if he's whole less experienced than we are? Bullshit. <laughs> because we have the opportunity to become gods ourselves. But I thought you said he's never power been mortal. Of the priesthood. Anyway. No, I didn't weird. no, I didn't say God himself had not been mortal. Oh. I'm saying these these children the Dan oh, the ch- talked oh, right, about right 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 oh, that gotcha. have not been able to receive bodies because you're you're fucking selfish and won't pop out more oh, kids. Oh, I see. Okay, all right. Gotcha. That is confusing. And, and, and Brigham Young talks about that. He says, if you, if you will not have all the kids that God uh, intended for you to have, you force them to go to a, a nigger family or a, <laughs> to, to one of these horrible, <laughs> well, horrible <laughs> wretches. Where they'll grow up to learn yeah. how to speak cool and be good at sports. <laughs> But 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 then then they'll have never have, have, have the opportunity for the priesthood and never right. become gods and yeah. But Joseph Smith also um, uh, he addressed his um, early flock as his little Mohammedians. Exactly. Okay. He, he, he called himself and that, the American and, and Mohammed. That, the Mohammed and, of this generation. And that yeah. that was that was um, how they said Islam or Muslim back then and. Somebody Turn that my... goddamn thing off. <laughs> there actually is a quote by Joe Smith about him sweeping the American nation like Muhammad. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean he 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 it was like, okay, so um the the Jesus people have totally perverted the gospel and that's where um, Muhammad come from, come from, you know, because because he it, it, they I mean uh, the Bible is actually a book of Islam, yeah, and that's 
the same path that um, Joseph Smith went down. Well, it's interesting. And he, yeah. he actually did we, we need compare to that. himself we do. to that. We need to do that show. We, we've been talking about it for months. We're going to do Mormons and Muslims because of the, all the similarities. And this is a great place to start because there's also the loophole you talked about earlier is the exact same thing that Muhammad did with the Quran was just to say that the Bible's pretty good and everything. Like, yeah, Jesus is awesome and stuff, but they're not quite right. Like, they have most of the truth. But it's not translated just right. So I'm going to reveal the rest of this. I'm going to add this one other book that's exactly right. I'm sure his nine-year-old bride was a great inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she was six. But they they consummated when she was nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he he was nice God. enough to wait. wait he was a gentleman years. about Thank that, you. right? <laughs> Thank so, you for clarifying. There's yeah. also there's also that similarity: <laughs> polygamy, pedophile, yes, yeah. uh, sexual pervert, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, similar. there there are a ton of similarities between the LDS faith and and Islam. The 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 differences may be a little bit more stark in the membership, although. But, oh, but yeah. it's a great thing that we have politicians want to. I, I don't even know that, that we're a Christian. Yeah, I don't even uh, know that you can say that. There's, I don't think so. I, I, there's a huge difference in the membership, even because I mean, yeah. they still you you've got you've got your extremists and fundamentalists. Yeah, I, I very motioning to you guys not by not, <laughs> fun, fundamentalists, <laughs> mentalists, and then and then you've got your your apologists and 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 people who are like, no, the church is all about love and we're mm-hmm, all inclusive mm-hmm. and we're you know. Women can't hold the priesthood, but they have other other yeah. duties Dude, within yeah. the church yeah. that make them special right. and, I, and and great men. I love I love the line from from the panel at the library. No, no, we're not forcing. It's an invitation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're invited to the party, right? Nobody yeah. said you had to join. After you die, you're yeah. invited to be a member. You got, yeah, too we can't we can't invite you prior to you dying, or we can, and if you reject it, we'll still invite you again. But we'll just, but, we'll just but keep you, trying. Well, that's you still now. have a choice but, to but that, that, that's, actually, that, that's actually now because the the good old Mormon tradition was if you if missionaries came to your door uh-huh. and you rejected them, they were to wipe the dust off oh, yeah. their feet and in essence by the power of the priesthood damn you to hell. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, you feet, and so it actually Islamic. is in LDS scripture that if you had not had the opportunity. The work for the dead was for those that had not had the opportunity in this life. Mm-hmm. So this whole doctrine nowadays that, no, we're about saving everybody, mm-hmm. even goes it's, against their own scripture. Right. What if you let the missionaries in and give them a real hard time? <laughs> <laughs> not sure where that's covered. <laughs> Actually, I thought okay. I was being Well, nice, maybe, but... maybe invite them in and wash their shoes so they there's no dust. Yeah, yeah, so. okay. <laughs> let, me, let me take care of that dust for you before you leave the door. Now, now we're getting into Judaism. <laughs> <laughs> Get around all the little exactly. laws. <laughs> Let's see. Where can I stone you and where can I not? Yeah. Yeah. So so we've talked oh. about Rena a little bit, and we've talked about your grandfather a little bit. Well, we haven't, and, and we talked about the fact that Rena, Rena Shinoweth, your aunt, killed your grandfather. What we haven't really talked about is the circumstances around all of that and how that all how that all played out and the the shocking fact that Rena even has now confessed to the murder of your grandfather and is roaming the land free. And by all accounts she's a decent person now. But still she she killed somebody. I mean she she shot your grandfather multiple times in cold blood at his at his uh, office, seven times. Yeah. yeah, seven times. Yeah, and 
So, so apparently, Rulon had created this hit list. Herbal. Or sorry, <laughs> Rulon was the Rulon already. Er, yeah, yeah, it was hit. It was all his fault, man. <laughs> we've already Rulon said, was the recipient. Thank we've you. already said it was really confusing, right? So, Have we covered our bases here. Yet? So, so Erval LeBaron creates this hit list for people that he views as competition, as competition, as well, a potential the, the, threat to his power. The issue with like his brothers, um, anybody just anybody that disagreed with him. Uh-huh. It wasn't even competition. You disagree with me, you're going to go on the list. He was a psychopath in within a psychopathic um, uh, religion. Yeah. So so he creates this list. Now, how how does Rena get involved in all this? I mean, I know she was really young. I think what, when 16? she when she killed your grandfather, she was only sixteen. By right? the time by the time he actually put the list together, she was one of his wives. Right. She yeah. yeah she was married to Ervil. Uh, I think we said earlier that she married Ervil when she was either four. That they started seeing well, each other when she was fourteen, married at fifteen, maybe. Yeah, something. I mean, it, it it's hard. It, it's really hard for me to um, get exact dates out of my family members. It's, well, yeah, I'm, sh- I mean, I'm that's sure history. It's, they don't want to. Yeah, drama but, yeah. They, they they don't. They just want to forget the fuck about all of this bullshit. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, even I understand um, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's dark but, history. But it was in early 1960 that my my oldest aunt Lorna was um, taken away to Mexico, uh, Liberian Mexico, and uh, became the um, husband of Ervil. wife. I mean, oh, <laughs> I, guess, I mean, you said he was yeah, psychopath. He was a psychopath. Pretty, what was he? Into? Your beer is pretty good, dude. <laughs> um, Give <the> husband. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he he just wanted. I mean, complete power. I mean, if, if any of his brothers would come along and. Um, Challenge him in any way. He yeah, would. He would have a revelation. Your question. Uh, yeah, he yeah. would have a revelation in his head, and God would speak to him, and uh, he would have one of his followers basically murder them. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. That's. I mean, totally I mean it's great to be in that kind of power. It's. I mean, it's almost like Manson. Never do the. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Never do the dirty oh. work yourself. No, I actually yeah. convince others. Exactly like fucking Manson. I mean, that's what I kind of thought about when I first heard about it was like, that sounds almost just like a, a Manson thing where he's brainwashing these people at a young age and then sending them out to actually physically kill people. And they, you know, they believe what they're doing is right. And it's. But even like with Manson, it's, it amazes me how many people get actually are drawn to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's still, there's still Shinowiths in that sect of polygamy, right? Even today. Um, yes, um, but, um, I don't know. I, I don't know their story. I'm no, not, I know. I'm not, I just, I'm, not, I'm not even going to open my mouth and pretend to okay. to know anything about it. I'm just curious how, how people would continue after something like, I mean, it seems like that would be quite a, quite a blow to the, the organization. Something so dark like that. Well, well no, was, not when you well, believe they, it. They, no, was, not when you believe it. He's a okay, hero. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I look so, at my so, own family that's still involved in the Play Me group, yeah. and I, I look from my perspective now, and I'm like, how can you fucking be so stupid? And 
I have to kind of close my eyes and look back to when I was that way. And it's like, no, that's exactly how. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. Well, and I was, you don't I was, allow yourself to, to think about anything different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just reading here that, you know, we were saying that she was, that she wasn't an adult or, you know, pre-podcast we were, we were saying that she, that Rena wasn't an adult when she carried out the murders, but I'm just reading here on on the Wikipedia article, and it says that you know, as as one of Ervil's uh, uh, most uh, devout and prettiest followers, the 19-year-old Shinoweth, along with Ramona Marston, Mm. was chosen to carry out the murder of one of the ugliest of the group. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like you can trust Wikipedia. So, Uh, so, and then it says that in 1977, uh, uh, Shinoweth and Marston traveled from Mexico to here to Murray, Utah where Rulin Allred's office was, stopping to buy weapons and disguises en route. They reached Murray on May 10th and entered Allred's office disguised in wigs and sunglasses. Shinoweth shot him seven times, fatally wounding him before the pair fled. They hid out in Mexico, but were soon apprehended and brought back to Utah. And then, you know, of course she's arrested. They're brought back to Utah. Uh, Reno was tried for... The murder of Rulon Allred in 1979 mm-hmm. here in Utah, and then after two weeks of testimony, she was acquitted. Um, and, and that's my aunt Dorothy. Your aunt Dorothy Allred Solomon. Mm. Oh yeah, Dorothy Allred, Allred Solomon, Solomon, daughter of victim Rulon Allred, gives a number of reasons for Chinowitz's acquittal. These include her convincing lies during the trial. Sympathy for her pregnancy and the fact that she could not be identified by by witnesses because she was disguised when the shooting took place. As I mentioned earlier, they had uh, they were wearing wigs and sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, they, they kind of the thing they don't cover is that she actually did take the stand in the trial and perjured herself by claiming on the stand mm-hmm. that she did not yeah. right. carry yeah. this she, out. Yeah, she flat out perjured. Yeah, she did. so she did. So well, so it goes on and says, you know, that 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 Dorothy Solomon, your aunt, says that you know that she lied during the trial. People were sympathetic to her because of her pregnancy. She couldn't be identified as a witness because she was disguised. And then your aunt uh, is also said to have said to have mentioned that uh, she accuses uh, the the Irvin Lamb of God, the organization, groups, yeah, the Lambs yeah. of God. Of intimidating the jury at trial, just like a mob would do, and and says that you know in in patriarchal Utah, quote a society harboring sexual discrimination would try to compensate in a court of law, and I mean to what? me that that makes a lot of sense. What I what I what I still have a hard time with is that after after the trial, you know she's acquitted at trial, she's released, and then. I don't know how many years later she writes a tell-all book, and that's what this yeah. other thing about uh, the civil trial is: the fact that she wrote this yeah. tell-all Say, book went on Sally, and in the, the family well, filed a civil suit because she was trying to profiteer from yeah. So his well, death. Well, well, so well, eleven the, years. The, the, the Allreds here actually sued her, right? Yeah. And they won. Don't, don't point at me. Not all right <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and, and they and they won and. Uh, Yes, I was. They, a they won all the profits for from well, the yeah. book, so, so which never sold jack shit. Yeah, <laughs> so eleven the, years. The, the wealthy Allreds have not seen a penny from that trial. <laughs> so eleven years after she murders your grandfather, she writes a tell-all book. 
So she would have been 30 years old. Awarded $52 million. They have not seen a penny of that. So she, hey, nope. she writes a tell-all nope. book admitting yeah. that she killed your grandfather, puts it in a book, has it published, and and this, this of course, was 11 years afterwards, so she's 30 years old at this time, writes the book, and the and then is later sued by the Allred family, like you said, and is awarded $52 million in damages in a civil suit for the wrongful death of your grandfather. But, you know, you're, I'm sure your family hasn't seen much, if any, of that at all. But, and bro, I, I, I got some change in my pocket, bro. <laughs> you go towards it. As, as, we did, as we covered earlier, we don't choose who our parents are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it just—it seems yeah. weird to me that I, I hold no ill feelings toward any Shinoeth or uh, LeBaron or anybody for that matter. Yeah, it just—it yeah, seems nice. crazy. I mean, you know, it says later she remarried and claims to have been controlled by Ervil LeBaron through fear, and then now she works to help children who have suffered from involvement in polygamy. Uh, she was a strong supporter of the the Texas raid on. Uh, the ex, the y, on, F- on, yes. on the YF YFZ ranch raid, which um, is which is a a part of the FLDS church, yeah. which she uh, which she and Ervil were uh, in essence a a uh, rival organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so apparently she's been helping the kids who who were affected by that raid and and everything. But it just it, I'm still. I'm I'm stunned that that someone Dave, who Dave and I who actually killed talked someone about else that. Dave and, and confessed to it. That I mean, it's not it's not so much she was helping the children from that. She was trying to get the tech, trying to help the Texas officials understand because they were trying to get the women to testify against their husbands and testify about abuse, and she was trying to help them understand the mentality. Mm-hmm. You're not going to convince these women. Yeah, they they believe in this wholeheartedly. Yeah, so. Having come from it myself, let me help you understand. You're beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, I'd actually seen an interview with those women uh, from the ranch when after the kids were actually taken away from them. Talking, I can't remember if it was on like a CNN or Fox or MSNBC News, but it was a major news organization was covering it, and those women were sitting there and they're talking about the allegations against Warren Jeffs, and all the women are like, "No, nope." That's not, not true. true. Yeah, that would have never happened in the group. Nope, none of this has ever happened. They came in illegally, it's, took our it's kids. It's interesting nope. the history of this raid because there was a uh, polygamous raid on Colorado City in the 1950s that kind of correlates in play with this because of the fact that they went in the darkness of night. Um, federal authorities rounded up all these children mm-hmm. and started putting them into foster homes. And, that was a backfire. And hiding the records. And it wasn't outcry from the polygamist. It was the public outcry from the people from the people of the U.S. seeing what was done mm. that forced them to embrace and actually give the children back to this abusive cult society mm-hmm. because of how they orchestrated mm. it. Mm. So you have people that are saying this is this is a uh, as a uh, Oh God! What's his name? <laughs> the the slavery so, president oh, president uh, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Okay. How's the that? the two the two uh, children of barbarism or polygamy and slavery. Um, mm. 
And so you have the American people that had that mindset that polygamy is next to slavery is the the epitome of barbarism. Uh And they, because of their outcry, in essence, said, we embrace this. Hmm. We will embrace a barbaric culture more than we will government overreach. I was just reading through this article real quick, and I noticed that it says – David Allred purchased the ranch in 2003 for $700,000. <laughs> the, 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 the YFZ ranch, which was where... Uh, You'll have to talk to my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> which is where, where, where Warren Jeffs was holding all these families in this giant... Let, let me make this clear. It says David S. Allred. <laughs> I'm David L. Allred. Okay. David okay. Ass. So, okay. So is there... Yes, is David there, Ass Allred. <laughs> so is there a... Company? Give me my money, David. <laughs> so is there a commingling then still of the of the families in these different groups? I mean, because we know that, that Warren Jeffs's group and Rulon's group were... were uh, no. Was it Rulon? No, no, no. Or no, not no. Rulon, no, sorry. Not Irvil's group. Was it Irvil's group? Was, or Warren Jeffs's group was kind of a shoot-off of Irvil's Warren, group? Uh, the FLDS, which is Rulon and Warren Jeffs, and the AUB are split-offs oh, okay. from the main trunk. Okay. Um, so apparently some of the Allreds left I AUB mean, and went... My my wife's father actually still has. I mean, I'm so I'm assuming uh, I still have relatives that live down there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He, her father has siblings that live down there. Wouldn't never dream of talking to him. Yeah. Um. Just because they're told you don't you don't talk to them. They're the enemy. Yeah. And it's oh. and it's a it's kind of a small fact small. Yeah. Is this where you Level bust out the this. gun and like freaking blow my brains out? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't think you're in on the conversation um, when Dan uh, tagged us about the thing tonight. He, you said I'm looking forward to it, and I told Dan I said I was about to comment say um, I'll bring my First Amendment, but please make sure you leave your Second Amendment at home. <laughs> Yeah, this the whole thing is just fucking crazy to me. Like, I can't. Not to interject, but that's putting it nicely. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just. I mean, they make they write books and movies and miniseries and documentaries about this kind of shit. And and the reality of it is even is far worse. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I mean, there. I'm sure there are so many things that they that they can't cover and that they haven't addressed in all of these. The book's always better. Oh, <laughs> but I just I I I'm full of I can't even like. I'll take that as a compliment. I, so can't, I just so can't even. <laughs> the, the thing that still amazes me is that what these groups are doing is blatantly illegal. Dan, I represent that notion. <laughs> but but yet notion. everyone knows it's going on. The authorities know it's going on. Everyone knows it exists, but oh, yeah. nothing is ever done about it well we i mean we know where these there's this, are. there's this little thing called freedom of religion well yeah. i mean you got your freedom of religion but i mean there's there's a point where it's you know you don't have the freedom to molest you don't have the yeah, freedom you can't to, you can't do anything to, illegal although they're trying to change that too but at this point see, and that and that's an interesting uh sidebar as well um my grandfather's brother who took over leadership of the aub when his brother was murdered um he actually, um, shortly before I left the group, invited. He actually got went to the Utah Attorney General 
and said, mm. "Bring in the law, bring him in." This was when Shirtliff. This was when Shirtliff was attorney yes. general, mm. and many of his counselors wanted, in lack of better terms, lynch him for it. How dare you invite mm. them into our private lives? Mm-hmm. And he said, "Look." Um, and when they when they put out all these uh, articles about Warren, and they had the media saying, "Well, all polygamists are child abusers and molesters, and they're all taking wives just for sex." Right, right. He he went to the media and said, "Look, you have a president who commits adultery. You have a Congress that refuses to do anything about it because they'd have to admit they were guilty of it themselves." Mm-hmm. And I'm the dirty old bastard because I actually want laws to be written that make me responsible for the financial care of multiple women and the children that come from those marriages. Mm. I'm the dirty bastard. <laughs> okay. And his his main reasoning for that was to say, look, if you'll remove the fear that these people have of the government coming and getting them, then the hiding of the child abuse and these things can be investigated more fully. You're going to see women and children be more willing to talk to law enforcement when their parents are telling them, no, do not talk to cops. They'll arrest daddy. Yeah. 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 Because he's got Susie over here as another wife. Mm -hmm. It it, uh, embraces the, that fear and the hiding of so many abuses. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I just, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like that and they, again, thank they chose you. a Rush song for their to name their YFC. Y is easy. I look at that, and I just wonder if the guy who did the LLC form, because I've heard of people that have had, uh, had LLCs done where the guy's just like, I'm just going to name it this, which is an alphabetical one, so I can keep in order with all my other LLCs. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if that sounds for you found Zion or it's your fucking Zion. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, young fundamentalist zealots. <laughs> Dude, you're cut off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I, I, so you still have, I'm guessing, siblings that are that are in the AUB? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, the majority of my uh, family is still there. Well, how many, how many brothers and sisters have you got? 17. Holy Whoa. shit. From, well, from, from three Hammer. wives. Oh, okay. I was wow. going to say. I mean, yeah. I mean kind of. It's kind of interesting. My mom had twelve kids of her own. Uh huh. Her sister, who is very staunch LDS, had twelve kids too. Wow. I mean, so the idea of big families is is an LDS mm. thing, wow. and so um, then he had five from a second wife and just one from the third wife, and wow. and then he uh, then my father. Took his life when I was eight. Oh, oh, jeez. So, I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was thirty years ago. So, it is what it is. How many wives did he have when he when he died? Yeah, three. Okay. Hmm. Had he had more than that at one point, or was it he he had uh, a total of four at one okay. time? Um, two that he married. The other two were uh, more take care of the widows kind of thing. Oh, um, their husband had been killed in a in an accident, and so he was he was a man and stepped up and <laughs> decided to take on the responsibility for them and their children. So, I mean, uh, biologically, I was seventeen. Uh, as far as stepchildren, I 
I don't even know. Probably 23, 24. Wow. Wow. So, wow. That's. And then the fourth one, she uh, left him. They weren't even, they were married for more than two years, I think. And she finally said, look, this was just an assignment and I'm fine. I don't need, I don't need you to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she didn't have any kids of her own. Mm-hmm. So. So she, she bounced <laughs> to quite a few you, different men. Do you have any other siblings who have actually left the AOB, or are you the only one? Um, I have two brothers, uh, two full brothers that have left as well. Yeah, and are they atheist as well, or are they? Did they join the mainstream um, LDS church? Become my, born again? My brother that's just older than me, uh, I would I would say he's agnostic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my brother that's just younger than me, he's he. Uh, I, as far as I know, they're uh, maybe Christian, but they're not involved with Mormonism or anything. Hmm. Your agnostic but, I mean, brother just doesn't have as much guts as you, or what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, <laughs> you, you love to do the tagline to the beginning of stories because apparently I'm I am the loud mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I've gotten a tattoo. I've. Um, I pronounce Bible says you're not supposed to do that. Destroys the Bible. Yeah, it says no shellfish hey, too. Hey, I choose to translate the Bible according to as far <laughs> as I feel it was translated correctly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they feel like I'm, I have a point to prove or something. They just, he, my older brother that's agnostic just feels like, oh, I'm just going to live my life. and mm-hmm. Just do it. He actually wrote a, a thesis paper in college about why, uh, Polygamy should be legalized, mm-hmm. and the psychological damage that it does to everybody involved in it. Mm. Yeah, whether the whether it be the society looking in or the actual members mm. of it, not by nature of it not being legal, by the nature of it being illegal. Yeah, the mm-hmm. social stereotypes. The and you know I I mean <laughs> you look at sister wives; they're trying to these are these different programs are trying to help people understand, look, it's just another lifestyle. Uh-huh. But you have the hardliners like my parents and others think they're making they're making a blasphemy of, of sacred yeah. law. I mean I think I would agree that you know, if if we could get consenting adults who you know uh, of their own free will wanted to be a part of that kind of a thing fine you know but that's the same way i feel about gay like i don't i don't want to be forced into mm-hmm. a gay relationship if you don't like gay you know marriage, what don't marry a guy yeah right but but the but the other side of that like with polygamy now like i don't want to be taken as an 8 year old and being be groomed to be in a in a gay but that's relationship that's what's being done today. yes right. that's what's being yeah, done yeah exactly and that, so that's so, just taking this paper is that it's illegal you're not going to stop them from doing it right. you have the attorney general say uh, we have far bigger issues to worry about than Polygamy. Well, well that's, it's illegal. That is true too. And so yeah, they're because, protecting. But it's because of the attorney general that they have bigger problems. They're protecting an organization that is brainwashing young yes. girls from yeah. the time yeah. they're born. That I agree. And back to what we were talking about before. Pretty much every one of my sisters is a polygamist. Mm-hmm. I only have one. Patrick. One. I only have one brother who's taken plural lives. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. See, and I, I kind of straddle the the polygamy fence. Like, on the one hand, 
Interesting. I, I agree. <laughs> well, on the, on the one hand, I agree. He's I mean, the if, stud of the family. <laughs> if, if it's consenting adults who want to enter into whatever kind of relationship they want, I'm totally fine with that. I think, but, but I think gay, that gay parents make their children gay. And, <laughs> and that's how polygamists make their children polygamists. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, how do you then, how do you then stop uh, the indoctrination and, and, like Matt said, the grooming of these young children who are who are taught that you know polygamy is the way they have look, to do look, it according to religious belief and stuff like that. Not, not just not to sidestep, but this, I feel like this is right in line with this. Look what's going on in California. There is actually a proposal that they cannot stop. That if they get the signatures, will say it's illegal to kill gays. Yeah, that's how fucked up we've allowed freedom of religion to get. Yeah, and so I, it goes right in line with what Dan was saying. How do you stop the indoctrination? How do you stop? I mean, that's religion that yeah, yeah, put yeah. that proposal out there. Yeah, right. I, I remember we actually talked about that article a and, few weeks ago. And the I mean, legal system cannot stop that proposal now. Right. I would hope it doesn't actually make it. I mean, it might start making its way through the system, might get to a floor, but I would hope that something like that, once it gets to the floor, would be shot down immediately. Cause, cause yeah, you, dude, I'm just so sick of this religious freedom excuse. I mean, it make, it's... It's turned our whole government into just spinning wheels, you know, trying to combat this religious idea or this fucking thing that they want to do. And this, there's no, there's almost no progress being made. I'm assuming you're a Tea Partier like we we are. <laughs> just kidding. So, yeah, this, uh, this is this is a Tea Party Republican show, right? <laughs> right? You're like, you gotta warn me about this. Um, but it just feels like we can't make any progress, you know, with legitimate laws or or anything legally because. We're just we're just worried about combating all these fucked up ideas that are getting thrown around from all the forty one thousand different religious sects in this country. Look at how many sects. states look look at how many states it's actually illegal it's actually on their law books. The atheists cannot run for public office. Yeah. yeah. Which which it's, ag- it's against the law. Yeah. yeah. It's it, against it, the constitution. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Until the Supreme Court actually says something about it, it's the law. Yeah, because the Constitution says there shall be no religious test in order to hold office. Which, mm-hmm. by definition, they can't supersede that. So their their laws in the books are are unconstitutional. Yeah. You believe the Constitution be the word of God, and as far as it was translated, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean those are blue laws that were created, and and yeah. I don't know that they can actually enforce them. Yeah. But. I mean, I love diehard constitutionalists. I, I have a, a coworker. I was asking him about the Second Amendment. I said, "Can you tell me what the Second Amendment says?" And he said, yeah, it says the right of people to uh, keep and burn arms shall not be infringed. So you got half of it. It's, yeah, it's only one fucking <laughs> sentence, but you. But kudos on getting half of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, did, you didn't get the clause that actually The well-regulated militia yes. part. <laughs> the right to bear arms. Yeah. <laughs> which, which most times you consider a well-regulated reg, well militia is considered like the state national guard or mm-hmm. the... Uh, but see, uh, the militia, and see, that's where people... Mm-hmm. really need to study history is the militia uh, Jefferson hated the idea of a standing army mm-hmm. and he felt like the militia was should be the people's army mm-hmm. it should not be a standing army that the government could use to attack we the people <laughs> you just totally oh god damn it <laughs> you totally just sounded like What's his fuck down in southern Utah? Fucking 
Clavin Bundy? The, this, oh. yes. Thank oh, you. he's my hero. They, they was coming after We the People, but We the People showed up and showed them that they can't do that to oh, We the oh, People. Oh, God, don't, Wait, don't go down that road. <laughs> we the People got guns. I, I have a cousin that went down there. Oh, oh. He and I got into a big fight about Jesus. it. Jesus. I had a federal officer put a gun in my face, and I wasn't even armed. Yep. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have been taking part in a, something that was pretty illegal. <laughs> So we've been talking about a lot of but crazy tonight, but though. But they're attacking we the people. Yeah. <laughs> this is over government overreach. <laughs> so we've been talking about a lot of crazy tonight. Mm-hmm. There's one other crazy guy that's been going on in the news, and Dan knew exactly uh, where I was going. I with did. This. I pulled up the link immediately exactly. once you said crazy We have a people. puke bucket. <laughs> this fucking guy, Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty, who I get fucking... So- I understand why it happens. I understand. But each people t- people see me with the big goddamn beard and they go, oh, you Duck should Dynasty. be on. You should be on Duck Dynasty. You yeah. go for Duck Dynasty. You ever oh, watch yeah. Duck Dynasty? And always it's like, oh god, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I imagine will, you do get that. Yeah. I will admit, when the show first came on, I watched it. Uh-huh. I found it entertaining. Uh-huh. I liked the old man that was the old Vietnam vet guy on the show. He was fucking loony. The more it got into him talking, and each time he talked, it got crazier. And crazier, Phil Robertson. Yes, it, I think it's one of those things where it's a progression of. Well, I said this crazy thing, and nobody really fired me or let's, did anything. Let's go crazier. I, I can get a little bit crazier. Let's uh, see how. Let's see how far I can take uh, the crazy. So, th- there is a sound bite at the bottom of this. If we want to play it, uh, do you, yeah, do let's we, do that. Shall we play what Phil Robertson you're had gonna to have say? To my sure. headphones. If you're going to do that, uh, <laughs> I can't mute individual his, headphones. His, his voice rattles my ear nubs. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's see what Mr. Phil Robertson had to actually say in his own words. In his own words, maybe if you just buy enough health care insurance, that'll keep you out of the ground. I don't think so. Save you money. You got a six-foot hole waiting on you if you have all the health care you can buy. You say, is it going to keep me out of the ground? No, sir. It's a problem. And you know something? You can't solve it. Just like you can't see in your sin problem. Oh, I I mean, I I, I don't know. This conscience thing. I mean, we we just dreamed it up. There's no right. There's no wrong. There's no good. There's no evil. I'll make a bet with you. Two guys break into an atheist home. He has a little atheist wife and two little atheist daughters. Two guys break into his home and tie him up in a chair and gag him. And then they take his two daughters in front of him and rape both of them and then shoot them. And they take his wife and decapitate her head off in front of him. And then they can look at him and say, isn't it great to not have to worry about being judged? Isn't it great that there's nothing wrong with this? There's no right or wrong. Now is it, dude? And then you take a sharp knife and take his manhood and hold it in front of him and say, wouldn't it be something if this was something wrong with this? But you're the one that says there's no God, there's no right, there's no wrong. So we're just having fun. We're sick in the head. Have a nice day. If it happened to them, they probably would say something about this. It just ain't right. I'm sorry, Mr. Phil Fuckerson. You're the one that's fucked in the head. Jesus Christ. Decapitated her head off. That's... That that's what like, you got out of that? He he killed <laughs> he killed her to death. Yeah. Right in her face until she was dead. <laughs> so So the first part of that, I gather, is all about... 
Obamacare, uh-huh. or as it's yeah. officially called, the Affordable Care Act, yes. saying, you know, about being forced to buy health care. But then when he goes into his little tirade about, it's all right to kill because you don't believe in God, so there's no fucking there's right, no or, right wrong. or wrong. Yeah. So why the fuck do we care? Yeah, I'm like, I, 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 I would like to see what his answer is to human morality, if he even has a fucking clue about the, even even the fundamentalist the even, most fundamental ideas about human morality even more than that i would like to know what his views on any given law are if if he is saying that you don't have to worry about being judged until right. you're fucking dead and god is the one who's going right. to pass judgment how does he feel about any law ever fucking created should we just it, let's let's take his little scenario and put it into play and say this actually fucking happened would he be just fine with allowing these people to wait until they were dead and have god sort them out I think I think for him it would depend on who it happened to. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. Find it a good I Christian. I find it family. interesting mm-hmm. that the more extreme religious like this, I mean, whether it be here or members of Congress that love to talk about how legitimate rape doesn't cause no, pregnancy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this to me is nothing more than Phil Robinson's sexual fantasy. Mm. Yeah. Killing, Justify, killing a family and well, yeah. Off he it. can talk about any perverse thing he wants and claim that that he's using an example of of how evil atheists and okay well see, yeah I mean but I, but your brain is the one that dreams up yeah this, yeah 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 I got this the Im- perverted psychobabble yeah I got yeah. the impression from this that this was like yeah if if I didn't have God as my ultimate judge this is what I'd be uh, out yeah. doing isn't it great I'm isn't go- it great that I wouldn't have to worry about God judging me I'm gonna go find me an atheist family I'm gonna walk into that home I'm gonna cut them up I'm gonna fucking cut his dick off and I'm gonna play hula hoop with it <laughs> well <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a confession to make when my brother announced to me that he was agnostic this was God 15 years ago um, he travels all around the world for his for his work I asked him straight to his face. I said, so, because you don't believe in God, you don't believe in any, any moral governance, you're on the other side of the world. What stops you from cheating on your wife? Yeah, yeah. You said, there's there's this thing called respect. And at the time, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you don't even know the definition of respect without God to tell you no, what right. that is. Right, but right. looking back on that, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's a really powerful word. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if you think about it, not just repeat it, like most, actually most people, I think probably, atheists and religious people probably just repeat stuff, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, shit like that's so, so fucking frustrating. I. And, and, and the fact is that, that they have such a big audience. Oh, yeah. But, but why is there so much the, this focus from, from the religious extreme? Of of sexual perversion. Oh yeah, well, in in the in the agnostic atheistic community. Well, I, it, all we hear about in the media is it from the Catholic Church, from <laughs> from religious extreme. Yeah, where where is the where's the liberal media talking about all the atheists fucking their children and yeah yeah well but over the pulpit all the time it, it must be going on every day and night. Yeah, churches are absolutely obsessed with sex. And and telling everybody else how to do it and when they can and yep. shouldn't and in what position. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's missionary. I, to me, to me, it's a fight <laughs> against reason to sit here and and make these uh, psychotic attacks against agnostics or atheists. I mean, my um, 
we talked about our families knowing that we're here. Yeah. Um, we have concerns about our, about uh, her family or my family knowing that I'm a devout atheist. Mm-hmm. Um, her own father. Definitely. Oh, atheists are, Definitely. The, are the most immoral uh, people on the planet. Where where do you get that from? How many of them do you know? Yeah, yeah. And it and it comes from pieces of shit like this. Well, it also comes from it also comes from this conflation of God and morality. You know, this false equivocation that those two things are one and the same. So without God, you can't be moral. It's impossible. It's yeah. just impossible. And I think that's where that comes from too. Yeah, it's the false equivalence of saying that you yeah. can't have any morals without God and. Yeah. And you can't be a good person unless you fear, which is so fucking stupid anyway <laughs> on its face. Like, you can't be a good person unless you fear being judged eternally. But if you're only a good person because you're afraid of some invisible fucking sky bully, you're a shitty fucking human or, being. Or you're hoping for an eternal reward. Either, right. one, either one of those is bad. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that what Hitchens said? Yeah. If you're, he said if you're... If, well, a lot of people if, have if, said if, it, yeah. If your religion is the only thing that keeps you from being a murdering rapist, psycho... Have all the religion you can handle. I think that was Dylan. Yeah, actually. then you have yeah. no morals. The, re- the rest of us don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Then you have no morals. You have fear. Right. Which is, and another thing Dylan Hundy says a lot, which I like, is that religions don't have anything. They're not moral systems whatsoever. They're just moral pronouncements. Well, mm-hmm. just, just and like, they're not even good ones. Just yeah. like Jesus borrowed most of his decent moral teachings from previous predecessors right, that right. had more yeah. brains. I think Dylan Hundy <laughs> borrowed his from yeah. better people. Or or, or, or the, the writers for Jesus, yeah. Yeah, so you got this right wing nut, and wing nut. then, yeah, he's a wing nut. Mm-hmm. He's just screwed on way too tight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, last night being Tuesday of this March, I forgot the date. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 24, 24. 24. Yesterday was 24, yeah. <laughs> CNN played, had an, a show mm-hmm. just about atheism. Yes. But don't timestamp our shows. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're always relevant. They're always relevant. Yeah, it's exactly. Well, because Phil Robinson's always going to be psycho. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, did any of you guys happen to watch the thing on CNN last night? Oh, by the way, I just want to say one more did. thing. The video was kind of choppy, but... Obamacare... Never made any claims that it would keep people alive forever. No, no, <laughs> also, so that that whole thing. Is, I want to so, discuss anyway. the death panels, that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want them now, Benghazi. Yeah, I, I was able to, <laughs> I was out golfing yesterday, of Who course, because, yeah, I think, so, yeah, <laughs> I was out golfing yesterday, Something of like course, that. because it was a Tuesday, and that's what I do on Tuesday evenings, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't, I didn't get to watch the show being broadcast live or anything, I did catch the first, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes of it earlier today online, uh, while I was at while I was on lunch from work, but I wasn't able to watch the entire thing. Um, the The part that I did see was the the first part the the, the first segment that basically focused on David Gormley. Okay, and yeah. well, there's this picture, and you know his his struggles with with coming out as an atheist because yeah. his family is still. Very, very fervent believers. Yes. Uh, I think it, I his think it parents that, were both on the show. Yeah, well, and I think it said something about his dad being a pastor or something, and you know they they just feel like this was a a huge moral failing on mm-hmm. their part. Um, and and David was was entirely, 
I mean, he he did a great job throughout the interview. Um, it showed him he's I guess the leader of one of the student groups. Yes, in Georgia of all places, I believe. And you know, it showed him sitting at at their uh, secular student table answering questions, and and they had. They had some they had cookies, they, cookies and condoms. They, yeah, they, they were, yeah, they were giving out cookies and condoms and answering questions, doing doing kind of a ask an atheist thing. Yep. And uh, they they showed a couple of different parts of the segment with with some other Christian student who uh, was basically proselytizing to the secular student alliance people who were sitting there and you know reading passages out of the Bible to him and everything, which always kills me because it's as if Christians think that. Atheists are completely ignorant of, of the Bible, of any Christian teachings or beliefs, right? Yeah. Like, read your Bible anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the majority of us were at one time or another some type of religion. We know a whole lot about religion. It's not that we don't fucking know about it is what makes us atheists. Yeah. It's because we know more than they do that that led us or a lot of us to atheism. Mm. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I, I I saw all of that and I thought, man, this this kid's really cool. So I sent him a face uh, friend request on Facebook and uh, just posted out on his timeline and said, you know, I just finished watching your segment on the CNN special report and I wanted to thank you for your bravery and honesty. I know that coming out as an atheist can often be a frightening and daunting proposition, and that having parents who are still very fervent believers can only compound the difficulty of being honest about who you are. I hope things will get better between you and the rest of your family members. I greatly appreciate the work you're doing to provide a support system for others who are only trying to be more open and honest about who they are with the people they love. Keep up the great work, David. And That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought he he did a great job. I was very, very impressed with this guy. I mean, we need more guys like that to, that in schools are trying to get these groups together for people. Because, I mean, just because you're going to... I mean, schools have people that are non-believers, mm-hmm. but... The out the outlets to actually go and talk with other people about it probably isn't there in a lot of places, especially in Georgia where he's at. I mean, oh yeah, well, and he said that that was that was one of the reasons that he yeah. chose to take on a leadership a leadership position is because he felt so alone, and it wasn't until he found others of like mind that yeah. you know he kind of felt like he had found his people, and mm-hmm. that's 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 a big part of what I felt in joining Atheists of Utah and, and connecting with a bunch of people who were atheists in the area that. You know, I wasn't alone. I didn't. I didn't have to go through life just being pissed off at the Mormon Church. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it was uh, uh, Dewitt. Was Jerry, also, Dewitt. Jerry, Jerry Dewitt. Dewitt was also on the show, and he was talking about how his son, uh, who was already an atheist, I think, I can't if he said it for like a year or two years. Uh, you know, he helped him get out of it. Uh-huh. It was him that, you know, allowed him to fully realize. Yes, I'm an atheist. Yes. I, I can do this, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm not a bad person. And uh that helped him out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I I I just I really appreciate when when people realize a need and seek to fill that to help other people. You yeah. know what I mean? It was really interesting to me. It kinda hit home with me when his parents were, in my opinion, making personal attacks against him, but Using their religion to defend that—that mm-hmm. he's a lost cause and that he's dead. Yeah, he's a dead person. Exactly. I remember, that, and and Kyra Phillips was like, you know, that really that hit home to me. Like that's that's really kind of terrible. It really hit <laughs> yeah. me because I remember uh, 
my mother calling me up one evening, finally getting the courage to actually ask me whether I still believed. Mm -hmm. And all I told her was no. Mm -hmm. And her response after a few moments of silence was, how, how do you have any hope? Yeah. And I said, yeah. my wife's in the kitchen making dinner. I sure hope it's going to be good. <laughs> and she took that as an insult. Yeah, of course. She said, you know what I'm talking about. And my wife had actually talked about this for several hours before I got on the phone with my mom about how I was going to break it to her that I was, I totally didn't believe in her sky daddy anymore. Mm-hmm. But at that, after uh, me making light of her, statement of me not having any hope she didn't want to know anymore she didn't want to mm. know how far my drop off the secure foundation of metaphysical belief had gone yeah. right and we feel like that's kind of where our families are mm -hmm. they know something's up but they don't they don't want to have the um assurance is the wrong word the val validation of their mm. fears yeah. It's funny too. My 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 mom was I think mostly okay with me being an atheist and she's totally fine to have me rail against any other religion, but she's told me straight up, she's told me straight up if I ever talk about Joseph Smith or anything she'll hang up on. Uh, me. <laughs> you know, I I hear the same shit from friends of mine who, you know, as long as I'm bagging on the LDS church, any of my any of my non LDS friends are like, oh yeah, they're fucking crazy, huh? They're stupid. Mormons are so dumb. <laughs> and then I'll say something about Catholicism, and they'll instantly unfriend me. And I'm like, yep, it goes what kind right of fucking asshole with, are uh, you? Like, it's yep. what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander, I guess. What's I can't remember who who's the <laughs> back to eggs. Yeah, I can't remember the meme. It says, um, "You do understand there's five thousand gods, but I'm just rest assured yours is the only correct." One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. Anyway, you've brought up some photos. Yes. Um, that one on the left side is Jennifer. The, oh, the, oh, this picture okay. of you here on Facebook? Yeah, oh. that is Jennifer, the eight-year-old that was assassinated because oh. she witnessed her father's murder. Yeah, that's awful. Wow. And that's me. Remind uh, us who her father was. Dwayne Shinawath. Hmm. And that was Ervil's brother? What? Um, oh, no. That, not, that, that was, was Shinawath. What Irvil. relation would Dwayne have had to Ervil? Um, an in-law. Hmm. Well, extended family isn't safe. No. no, 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 not at all. That's well, he, well, he's dead. So that's crazy. I mean, he was. I mean, how long after Erval had died was this take, uh, incident taken? For the picture. Um, no, this would have been about nineteen eighty-four or eighty-five. Five. Uh, I got. I. I was sent to Texas when I was 14. I got my first driver's license in in Texas when I was early 16 and then sent back home. And within a couple of years after that, it was um, the the children of Ervil had assassinated the uncle I was staying with. And actually, the position that I was in... Um, uh, that Jen actually the position that Jenny was in was the, the same position that I was in the whole time I was there living with Dwayne. 
So you okay. told you so, told so me. Uh, um, I came just a, like a, a year and a half away from being the uh, Jenny. Uh, I would have been the one assassinated. You told because me because of the witness. You told me that your father raised you in the church, and at some point when you were fourteen or sometime around that age, that he sent you to the polygamous group to set set you straight in your words. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? I don't know. I got I got arrested and be for vandalism, and they found a fucking joint in my moon boots. <laughs> <Your moon boots>. <laughs> awesome <laughs> detail, dude. You you and Napoleon Dynamite only with drugs. <laughs> what, what I'm more interested in, what I'm more interested in, and, how, and my dad was like, "Okay, we were freshly divorced." Um, you and your dad? <laughs> no, no, my my mother, my parents. Oh, my dad. And I was I was the one that was sent with my dad, and and all of my freaking crazy crazy sisters were. Still living with my mom. I mean, I have a lot of goddamn fucking sisters. <laughs> um, uh, and so, um, so I started getting in trouble, getting arrested and shit. And so, um, as you know, he's trying to support his, you know, alimony payments, and just just doesn't have time to freaking be there and discipline Dave. <laughs> And I get sent to um, Texas, and this is after Irvul's already been convicted, and and the church is is broken up. Okay, um, there's there's a feud going on within the peop the the old um members of the church. Now, was your dad a part of this organization at one point? No, he was. was yeah, he we, we, we've already we've, we've already explained that. Your dad. Yeah, my my father was the eldest of all those children of six children. So uh, um, when his parents took off and went to um, LeBaron, Mexico, in Ensenada, which was an offshoot of uh, Colonial LeBaron in freaking Chihuahua, um, Mexico. Um, so how did how did you how did how did you end up in Texas? I mean, you got there, so then what happened? Then? I don't know. My, my my father thought that my my grandmother was a better disciplinarian, and and that uh, uh, he he was working so hard. I mean, he's working like twenty four seven. Well, except for Sunday. No, he never worked Sundays. I'm really serious. He wouldn't. F he would die before he worked a Sunday. Um, you work Mormon hours, twenty four six. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think those are Jew hours too. <laughs> Why did you gasp? <laughs> I was like, <gasps> picking on Mormons here. How dare you talk? Yeah, about you said I got Jew. Some, I got some very good Jewish friends. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan Durfowitz. Hey, and my family's not racist. They have black friends. <laughs> yeah, neither is neither neither is Cliven. Hey, yeah. you know what? I I got Mexican uncles. And aunts. No, what I what I was trying to understand is your father came out of that and wanted you to wanted to raise you and your siblings in the church. Yes, trying to understand the mentality of trying to escape from that and feeling the need to send you back to that to get disciplined. Yeah, I I, I, I don't I I don't I honestly don't fucking understand it. Okay, I was I was I was very very rebellious. I was you know um obviously smoking lots of pot and. And um, now you're a straight arrow. 
<laughs> yeah, I actually don't sp- smoke pot. Oh, anymore, okay. Just he's moved I just, on. I just drink <laughs> orange <laughs> beer. Can I have another one? Yeah. No, dude, you're cut off. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, I, the, the reason I bring, I bring that okay, up is okay. it, it helps um, us understand the mentality of of the parents and to to help. Uh, put across the fact that we we really well, can't I mean, explain it, the what our parents were thinking when they made certain decisions. Right, mm-hmm. right. He mm-hmm. he literally literally was. I mean, he was working very, very, very hard to pay um alimony bills because he had a lot of motherfucking kids. Mm. Um, Condoms are a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Abstinence only education. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> works every time. <laughs> But except my in the case of Mary of Jesus, in order to relieve himself of my freaking do, juvenile juvenile delinquency, I was sent to Texas to live with um, my uncles and aunts and my grandmother, who were recently out of that uh, trial, the Rena's trial, you know, um, um, where she was found um, innocent. Was she found acquitted. innocent or she was acquitted? I don't acquitted, know. She acquitted, was found acquitted, innocent. Acquitted. Yeah, she was acquitted. Okay. That's guilty. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, technical fucking words, that. whatever. Um, uh, it's, it's the table. I was sent there, and, and, and you know what? Uh, I, I was sent there to be taught a lesson. You know, I was taught by my. my my grandmother and my father, they used to tell me, well, um, your grandma makes you, you um, pick the um, switch with which you're going to be beat. You know? It rubs the lotion on its skin. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know. Is that just a polygamous thing? I remember having to go on Willow Walks. I think it's just an old school yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's and that's definitely it, That's the actual school. term. Willow I remember yeah. on a will well, walk. We had well, a well, huge but, willow bush. But like, like the story I told, told house, earlier you about pick a um, thin one, and he'll go pick a lot yeah. thicker one. Yeah, <laughs> like like the story I told earlier about Ervil being in like the corner of our uh, our house during um, um, Thanksgiving, and like just freaking teeth chattering and shit. And was, this is the way my father described it. Just, just wanting to freaking preach and preach and preach and preach mm. but it, the only reason he could stay there is because he because he agreed to not preach in our house um so where the mm. fuck was i going with this? <laughs> no, i think i think you sum, i think you summed it up pretty well so <laughs> no um, but it's it is it is getting to that time again mm-hmm. folks. yeah yeah thank you both very much for coming on this was yeah this was enlightening was and crazy. And My pleasure. I keep talking about needing to go talk to a shrink. I think this was, this was a good, good, good beginning. Was that. it a little cathartic? Very much so. Uh, and just a note to listeners, there will not be an episode next week since, well, Dan's going to be having fun at the American Atheist Convention. I'll be participating in all the baby eating and orgies. Oh, yes, we're all jealous. Oh, yes, we'll be I am so hungry much for babies. Fun. You should invite <laughs> Phil; he, he would actually enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we uh, Tracy and I will be at the American Atheists Convention next week. Look forward to seeing many of my atheist friends from all over the country and world. Uh, some who've not, whom some of whom I have not seen for a year since the last mm-hmm. convention. So, right on, should be a lot of fun. Ion Hersey Ali will be there. 
That's going to be awesome. Uh, oh. Doug Mesner, oh AKA. Is that one of the sexiest things you've ever seen? Well, she's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doug Mesner right will be place. there and speaking. Uh, looking. No, I, I meant he said thing, and I was just correcting that bit. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it should be a whole lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, arriving a couple days early, staying a couple days late, so we can do some sightseeing. So Yeah, yeah that'll be cool. Should be a good time. So once again, all you folks out there, don't forget you can email us at email us at godlessrevolution at gmail.com mm-hmm. or visit us uh, on Facebook. Yes. Just look for us at Godless Revolution. Send us some hate mail if you're a Christian and listening to this. I doubt you are, but send mm-hmm. us some. And know that you can find the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, through any of your favorite podcast apps. If you do happen to find us on Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, any of those, rate the show. It, it helps... Uh, uh, boost the ratings so so more people can can enjoy us. So they if, can just randomly <laughs> find like. our. Yeah, it makes it easier for people to find us. Uh, until next week, everybody. Thank or not even next week. Two weeks from two now. Weeks. Two weeks. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. Bye. We'll see you. <laughs>